You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. A mechanic tries to fix your car, no matter if you're near or far. He'll change your oil or fix your flat, and he'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, hit it! Welcome back, Dave. Yeah, listen. We missed you. Down in, in FLA, as they say down there. FLA. Five weeks. Uh, three weeks of fixing up the condo and two weeks of reading a book. And that was it. That was my entire vacation. Was the book on how to do re- home renovations? No, it was how to prevent your wife from shopping and credit card limits. That was written by a man, of course. <laughs> Naturally. And it was a fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look what I got. <laughs> and I got to tell you about shopping, and we'll talk about that later. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're calling in, the lines are almost full, but um, we're going to be talking to Carrie Schmidt first this morning. I heard you had some serious weather up here we did we did and uh and accidents keep happening and we we set a record and i'll let carrie fill us in after the break um and when we got potholes you know that freeze and thaw action going on we got more potholes and then in fact i I was going to take a picture and bring it in you know i I just put on four sailings for a, a lady yes and she didn't have them in a week and blew one and guess what she got a new one for free uh, the thing about potholes is I saw one so big, guys are fishing out of it. <laughs> Anyways, and secondly, we're going to be talking about the bottom of the hour. Uh, Dave McLean from The Auto Show. We're going to give away a couple of tickets for The Auto Show. And we're going to give away a set of floor mats from Crown. Crown floor mats. Yeah. Great. I got them in my car. And I got to tell you a story about our car, but we'll do it after the break. Anyways, uh, welcome back, Dave Renninger. Welcome back, Alan. And uh, we're ready to rock and roll. This is Dave's Corner Garage. By the way, if you want to get in on some of the uh, action on our show, uh, davescornergarage.com. That's the website. All kinds of stuff down there. And now that I'm back, I'll update everything. So let's keep uh, things rolling along here. We'll go to a quick break and come back with Carrie Schmidt from the OPP. Welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and with us on the phone is OPP Sergeant Kerry Schmidt. Schmidt. Hello, Kerry. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Very good. I uh, hope you're on the roadside. You're not driving and talking. <laughs> no, I'm not driving and talking. I'm looking at traffic right now from where I am. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. The roads are looking good. Let's keep it that way. You had some really cold weather when I was down south. 
Oh, yeah, well, do you know what? It's right. You're right. It's been some weird weather, but uh, I don't mind a little thaw we're getting right now. But uh, we've had enough of uh, winter already, and we're still in the depths of it. So there's still more to come, I'm sure. It's it's and... only January. <laughs> we, <laughs> exactly. we still have February and March. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Well, it's been a rough start to January. That's for sure. But, so when it's that cold, when it's like 30 below zero, uh, the cars really don't stop well either. They'll, they'll slide on the road. The road is hard as a rock. Um, well, that's one thing that people don't really uh, think about only when there's snow on the ground or slush they see think people think it's winter driving but minus 30 that road is cold those tires are cold and uh, winter tires are certainly going to give you that little extra traction stability but when it comes down to it it really is the important job of the driver they are the most important person in that vehicle you've got to drive those conditions and realize that that cold temperature does affect the way a vehicle will handle. Exactly. And, you know, most people think that because the weather's changing and our winters aren't quite as severe, you know, well, it doesn't snow all that much. Why do I need winter tires? But this is a perfect example. You don't be fooled by the lack of snow. That pavement is still cold. You still don't get that adhesion. And yeah. uh, you need to have winter tires. Yeah. Well, and, and sadly, I can tell you, we see plenty of vehicles with winter tires in the ditches still. Mm-hmm. So what, is, what does that tell you? Uh, it really comes down to the drivers because we have so much technology in these vehicles, collision avoidance, pedestrian uh, alerts and uh, lane assistance and all kinds of things. But any time you're actually driving a vehicle and you have to use that technology, that's really just a failure of the driver. Well, what, yeah, you end up, the drivers end up being complacent. They think that they have all this magic stuff. You know yeah. that will get them out of any kind of jam, um, but it, it can't it can't do magic. I mean, if you're driving like an idiot, you're going to lose it. Yeah, well, we get complaints from everybody from all types of vehicles with cars cutting in front of tractor trailers and tractor trailers getting cut off and cars sitting in their blind spots and and vulnerable uh, you know, smaller vehicles are always going to be the losers when it comes to a wreck with a with a big vehicle and. It really is, is sad. We had a quadruple fatality just last week wow. where a driver was uh, going out to pass a vehicle that was uh, driving on a snow-covered road. As he pulled out the pass, he lost control, went head-on into oncoming traffic. Uh, and just an absolute tragic uh, situation there. And Really, it is preventable. It should not be happening. It's not worth that extra two car lengths or the extra eight seconds that you're going to lose at that next traffic light anyway. So take your time. It, don't, uh, don't be thinking you're driving in summer conditions, uh, even when the sun is shining. You know, uh, you got to be actually a mile ahead of the guy you passed to, to actually make up one minute. Exactly. A mile. Exactly. I mean, you really got to beat it to down the road to, yeah. to get that mile ahead of the guy. I mean, it's a minute. So you go in for the gas, and the guy pulls in behind you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If your commute is an hour long, and you're able to shave off a minute in your commute by driving like a complete maniac, yep. uh, in the stress level, the anxiety, and the risk you put yourself at, it is not worth it. You may think it is, but how much time do you actually shave off on your GPS Nothing. and your navigation when you actually get there? You can't. No, no, and if you're in a city, you know, my dad always used to say, all he's going to do is be, we're going to be at the same light, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we'll see you later. <laughs> so what, what difference did it make? You know, you, you, you risk everybody, putting everybody at risk at life and limb, only yeah. to get to the same traffic light anyway. I just got back from FLA. The uh, speed limit there is 65 to 70 on some of the roads. They're all doing 85. And yeah. there's always some guy going in and out and in and out trying to pass all the cars. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going... Lose it! <laughs> <laughs> and at, at some point, you might even see them 
you know, sitting in the ditch or yeah. in front of a car with flashing lights on it and say they got stu- they got burned. But you know, it may not always happen. But it's certainly well, uh, it, it's a risk that people put themselves into, and it it really isn't worth it. And and unfortunately, we all get uh, wrapped up in that mindset. We all give ourselves just enough time. And I understand we live in this world where it's go 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 go, and uh, we're all in that world. But uh, sometimes you have to just think back and take a deep breath yeah. and realize. Uh, it's not worth it. I was just going to tell you that, that on the on the throughway down there, they call it the throughway. The exits yeah. are these these sort of quick exits. You get off and and you're still at speed. They end up in a lake because at the end of the road is a lake, <laughs> and two or three cars can't slow down fast yeah, enough. Two or three cars uh, a day end up in these lakes because wow. wow. in Florida you end up you dig a hole, you got water. There you go. <laughs> well, advisory speed limits are there in ideal conditions, yep. and. Yep. Uh, this is not ideal conditions, more than likely, and, and the ramps could certainly be a lot slipperier, and there's often overpasses and exposed areas underneath, which can give up uh, or cause a lot more uh, quicker freezing. And, yeah, it's it's something that we're out there. We're getting called to uh, wrecks left, right, and center. We had a horrible start to uh, January, 26 people dead. Uh, our percentage is 271% increase in road deaths. Uh, in the wow. first two weeks of January, unbelievable. Are, are you easier on people because if they they bang up in the winter, you know, like or then in the summer, you know, it's knowing that the conditions were like this and that. You well, know, do you charge them that, softer? That's an, that's an aggravating factor right there because we know these crashes are preventable. And, and when we have a bad winter day, and and sometimes we'll report that we had like 500, 600, 700 crashes yeah. in a single day, but you know, there still might have been. 500,000 cars that actually made it to their destination. So it's not that everyone's wrecking. And one thing I always like to say is road conditions and poor road conditions and poor weather conditions don't cause crashes. It's poor driving in those conditions that do. That's right. They're really not accidents, are they? <laughs> accidents don't happen. They don't happen on the highway. Collisions, crashes, and and uh, whatever MVCs we call it as an acronym, but uh, accidents don't happen because someone did something that uh, they could have prevented had they been looking down the road, had they been uh, taking a little extra care and caution and paying attention to what's going on around them, not just driving down the road with a white-knuckle grip on the steering wheel, looking straight ahead over the uh, the hood to see what's uh, in front of them. But uh, they're not looking up the road a kilometer to look for traffic pattern changes, um, road condition changes. You can sometimes see these snow squalls come across yep. uh, open, ex- uh, open areas of the highway, and it goes from perfect visibility to zero visibility. And if you don't adjust your driving before you get into that zero visibility, you're going to be driving in, in, a, in a blinding snowstorm uh, with no chance to avoid any hazards if you enter there going, going 30 meters a second. And, and your visibility might not even be 30 meters. All right, Kerry, we got to run. I don't know if you can hear the music. I want to thank you for joining in and uh, all that great advice for people to slow down, pay hey, attention. Absolutely. Don't be in such a rush. You know, you'll get there. We'll Eventually. We'll together. Kerry, <laughs> <laughs> have yourself a great weekend. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have yourself a great day. And we'll thank probably you. see you at the car show in a couple of weeks, too, I'll eh? be there. Hook, uh, let's, let's hook up. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have some surprises. I'm not going to tell you now, but it's going to be cool. Woo-hoo! Oh, love that. All stuff. right. Okay. Kerry Schmidt's available any 400 series highway. Just look for the black and white truck and the flashing light in your mirror. Yes, we got Ron. <laughs> we got Mary. We got Al. We got lots of calls to cover. We're going to get to them right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. 
Alrighty, welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage, or should I say davescornergarage.com. We're going to be at the auto show, by the way, doing our town hall. Exactly. Uh, That'll be the Monday, which is the family day. It's the biggest day that they have. Over 100,000 people show up, and we'll be there with our group of sponsors and friends answering questions. By the way, uh, I write for a column, I write a column for Car Care Magazine, which is the industry standard, by the way. Trade Magazine, Uh, yeah. Trade Magazine. And the headline is, the CAA sees a record number of service calls due to the extended and extreme cold. Well, the reality is, I don't feel sorry for those guys. I think it's the extended repair intervals. That's right. They're not servicing their cars. People think that you can wait a year or two, you know, well, a year anyways, before you need to change the oil in their car. That's exactly but right. there's certainly other things on the vehicle that need looking at. So remember, if you've got a newer car, and I'm talking maybe a 2008, 9, 10, or 11, it's not a no-maintenance car. It's a low-maintenance car. So if the weather is cold like this, definitely get it in for your local garage and get it checked out. Well, sure, you don't want to wait until you find out that, you know, hey, I need my wipers and windshield washers, and they're not working or I've run out, um, you know, when you're going down the highways. Or the glass is all earlier. Exactly. Yep. All uh, right, we're going to go to our callers. We're going to go to Ron in Scarborough, who's got a question about tires. Ron, what can we do for you? Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I have a Jeep Cherokee, and I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on the matter of keeping a winter tire as a spare in a summer and a summer tire the opposite Mm, uh, as a spare. I wouldn't see a problem with it at all. I mean, because it's only going to see limited use anyways. You know, you're storing it underneath or on the back, and uh, you could go a whole, you could go two years and not even use it. So there's not a problem with that. Is it hanging out the back of the car, or is it inside the car? Oh, it's inside the trunk. All right, yeah. perfect, because if it was sitting outside, you want to make sure it's covered. Otherwise, the, the sun could affect it, and yes, you could get certainly. some weather checking. Yeah, I had a Jeep, and it, it sits on the back. I used to have a Wrangler, sat on the back. I kept the car for 10 years. That thing turned into stone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I never used it. And I guess it, not. <laughs> it's a, it turned into a rock, but uh, you're absolutely right. And you know, so the other question I had was, do people put winter tires on and then drive down to Florida? Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes. Because for the short period of time that you're down in Florida, you're not going to cause a lot of wear. But driving down to Florida, you'll always get weather, especially in, in the Alleghenies, even in northern Georgia. That We had snow in uh, Jacksonville uh, this winter. So, yes, keep your snow tires on. Drive them south. Don't worry about their premature wear because it's almost zero. All right, Ron. Thank you, gentlemen. You're very Thank welcome. You. All right, next we're going to go to Port Dover. we got Mary with an issue about power steering. What can we do for you, Mary? Um, I have a, a Volkswagen EOS, and it I'm was, sorry, what? Uh, what is it? Volkswagen EOS. Oh, Volkswagen yeah. EOS. Okay, EOS isn't uh, that? Uh, <laughs> that's sorry. a convertible. It's the god of convertible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and I drive it through the winter, yes. and uh, the battery was draining, and I thought maybe it was cold weather. But anyway, it's not. It's uh, past steering uh, module. Yes. Apparently, uh, has about 165 kilometers on it. Is yes. it normal for a past steering module to go that soon on a Volkswagen? I could look into it for you. Um, you know, first of all, power steering modules is only something that we've seen the last number of years. In the old days, power steering was always a hydraulic unit. Yeah. Um, you're talking about an electronic thing. So this thing is um, this thing is causing your battery to go dead. Is that what they've told you? Yeah, it was do- it was uh, doing a forty ma draw, whatever that means. Forty a milliamp ma yeah. milliamp. And yeah. uh, what what is the new one worth? Did the dealer quote you on it? 
Um, we said the whole job would be around $650-$680. Well, that's not crazy, that's to be honest labor. with you. Um, Manu, I'm not sure about the labor. Primarily, most of that is the module itself, I'm guessing? Yeah. Uh, one yeah. of the things you could do, Mary, if you'd like, is, is, is try an automobile recycle yard. Okay. You could try a wrecker, and uh, you could find out, because most of those things are plug-and-play, you know, within a certain period of age. Yeah. Um, so you could get a used one. It's, it, like you say, it's, it's not something that could really wear out. I think it's probably just a defect from the factory. Um, yeah. So I, I, would ju- I would go with that. I would check for a used one, because, okay. again, it's, it's not your fault that it went, unfortunately, but it's past the warranty, so you're going to have to pay for it. Okay, can I add something I- here? Uh, it's a safety-related item. I would check first with the government uh, if it maybe was a recall. Okay. Because they don't always broadcast all the recalls on those cars, especially okay. since Volkswagen has been in an unhappy situation. Yeah, you know, if the dealer hasn't done it for you, I would yeah. call head office. All right. Yeah. I would call head Perfect. office. Call 1-800 and... Uh, Give me your serial number. I'm pissed off about my Volkswagen. No, no. Give me your serial number. This is a safety-related item. They look at those things a little more uh, carefully than they would if it was a, a bad tire or something. Okay. All right. Wonderful. So Good luck, Mary. Thanks very much. You're very okay. welcome. Hopefully you get it fixed and you don't have to pay a whole lot of money. Get her done. Get her done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We've got a one on two lines open. We're going to be back after these messages. David? Yeah, make sure you go to our website, davescornergarage.com. All kinds of information there and uh, links to all of the things that we're talking about. And you in a red suit. Uh, this is the first shirt that I picked up because my wife puts my shirts in the order. I think I only wear, you know, like before we run off here, you know, I think we only use like four dishes because we use the dishes ones on the top. (laughs) I've been accused of that. All right, we got to run. We'll be right back. Alrighty, we're back and we're going to be answering the phone calls. Just a couple of things I wanted to tell you. Mm-hmm. When I was down in Florida, uh, my buddy and I, we went out for dinner. Yes. And he says, you know, he bought a barbecue off Amazon for 88 bucks. Sounds cheap. And I'm going, wow, we need a barbecue. Mm-hmm. So my wife says, go get it, go get it. Sorry, right, so I order it and we get it in a couple of days. Uh, turns out it comes in 5,822 pieces. Exactly. <laughs> so they can pack it small. Yeah, yeah. so it yeah. comes. And I look at it and I start putting it together. It took me three hours to put this thing together. And then I, the following day we had breakfast with my friend again and I said, listen, um, how long did it take you to put that barbecue together? And he says, I actually don't have it all fully assembled, but it's been a day and a half. <laughs> I go, you're not going to believe this. I was at Home Depot yesterday, right? and they have a better barbecue for $99 assembled. There you go. <laughs> so, I would send it back. My wife called me a putz. Because? <laughs> she recommended it. I put it together. I'm a putz. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I had that with a bicycle once, and I thought, I'm an automobile mechanic. How hard can it be to put yeah. together a bicycle? And I thought, too, you, you know, you, what do you do? You put the wheels on and yeah. tighten them up? Oh, no. You had to assemble the pedals from scratch. Practically had to put the spokes on the oh, bicycle. And my it. friend said, did you not see the sign? Why wouldn't you have paid 10 bucks? They would have done it in the store. I went, oh, my God. I can't believe it. I spent way too much time. Uh, let's take the phones. All right. Car insurance. Alan Mississauga. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Yes, Dave. Yes, sir. Uh, I just wanted to just quick question. Mm-hmm. Car insurance. I got a little letter from the uh, agent asking me if I want to lower my insurance by putting in one of these tracker devices. Yes. What is your pros and cons of that? I don't see anything bad about it, personally. Um, you know what? It, 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 takes, it takes two seconds to put it in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they just want to know how much you're driving, and they're they're kind of monitoring how you drive as well. Mm-hmm. Do you, are are you an aggressive kind of driver? Oh no, sp- no, I'm a, I'm a senior at seventy seven years old. So. I think I think you got nothing, but you can only gain from this. I don't see. I, how I don't know. Uh, the the there's a big argument about this in the United States. Uh-huh. They're talking about the data. That comes off this. That's they, what I'm, I'm thinking of. Right? So they not just know how you drive. They know where you drive. So, you know, I couldn't have murdered him because I was in. <laughs> but the reality is they keep all this data, and, and eventually it will cause insurance to, rates to be adjusted. So it's not always they'll adjust it down. They may adjust it the other way. Well, so, Al, if you're not a crazy driver and you don't think you're going to murder anybody, I don't think you've got anything to worry about. Well, reality is it's your data, it's your privacy, That's what, and especially in the States. I mean, they're against health insurance because they're Americans and they'll do everything themselves. So the reality is be careful of giving away. You know where it says on your phone all the time, uh, it's okay, we know your location? Well, yeah. they're actually tracking your phone to find out where you are, where you shop, and what your shopping habits are, where your driving habits are. All that stuff, all that data goes into this big... So, uh, so they're not only recording your mileage and when well, you drive and the speeds you drive at, they'd be recording all the information yes. that, that comes out of that little... Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So you got you just got to be cautious of where you give permission for your private information. Okay. All right. Question now: If you could save five hundred dollars a year on your car insurance, wouldn't you go for it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, me too. How much are you paying? Car My insurance? dad always said, you know, if you're not bucks? doing nothing wrong, what are you worried about?" <laughs> Fourteen hundred bucks is approximately for insurance. Yes, about right? that. I I don't think you can get it under a thousand. I doubt that. You think there'll be an inquisition? You know, we saw your car three times this week at the at the beer store. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you tell us you don't drink. We don't. We find it difficult to believe. Well, in Florida, we have a house down there. The insurance went up five hundred dollars because of the hurricanes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just telling you that it's it's a it's a funny game. If you want to reduce your insurance costs, raise your deductible. Yes. What's your deductible? Five hundred. Uh, deductible is thousand dollars. Thousand. I I have some vehicles which I have a twenty five hundred dollar deductible. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And the insurance is is nothing. Well, it's 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 an older car. It's a it's a two thousand Volvo S eighty. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know it's it the replacement cost is you know zip that would you, you would agree get for it. I know? agree. So why so, don't you do, so if you write it off, it's, you're going to lose the car. Even at a thousand, you'll probably write it off. Yes. Right, and you're going to end up with a check for a thousand dollars, probably. Yeah, that's so, right. So the reality is, I would raise the deductible, and mm-hmm. that will give you a cheaper rate. Okay. All right, All right. Al. Good okay. luck. Thanks, Thanks for calling much. in. Have yourself a great weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks. Anytime. Bye bye. All right, we're going to talk to Alan Cookstown, who's got a brand new car and it's rusting already. Is that the thing? Yeah, my daughter bought a an Infiniti G50 Sport uh-huh. about a month ago. And she discovered this week that there's rust around, I believe it's around the taillights. Okay. She went back to the dealer last night, and they said, oh, yeah, okay, we'll order the parts. I mean, they're aware of what's happening, mm. and I just wonder what her recourse would be. What kind of, where's the rust coming from? Is it from the fender itself or from the, light, the, head, the taillight assembly? It's, it's around the taillight assembly, she said, and uh, I think painting is another, uh, would be part of the... You know, replace. That's interesting. We, what color is the car? It's white. Ah, that's you white. know what? It may not even be your rust. Uh, what happens is uh, the, there's rust on the road from other vehicles, and especially if it's a white car, that stuff 
plates out at the crevices. And because uh, when I was service manager for, for Honda, mm-hmm. we'd have that situation with light-colored cars. So we would yeah. send it to the cleanup shop in spring, and it'd come out actually perfect. Yeah, but they've said they're going to order the parts for so it. So there must be something. They're, they're aware of it. You know what? When you finish all this off, um, let me, let us know, and I'll give you a, a coupon for Crown, and then you'll get it sprayed, and they'll just do it for you. Okay. All right, so that'll help you. But I... I'm really suspicious. I would need to get another opinion. I mean, you know, it it wouldn't hurt to go buy a crown, you know, uh, a crown dealer now and just have him have a look at it and ask him where he thinks the rust is coming from. Yeah. Right. You can take the car back and say, keep it. Uh, no, in reality, no. It has to be something that is really serious. For instance, no. I mean, let's say, for example, the car had been in an accident, and that's yeah. why. Um, yeah. There may be some recourse then, but otherwise, if there's no proof, there's, there's hardly. They're not going to just take the car back. If you're not happy with the repair, you ask to see the district service manager, and he'll come down and have a look at it, and then that'll be the opinion from the factory. Okay. And okay. Then, and if it doesn't still satisfy you, you then contact CAMVAP, which is a, an organization that will arbitrate any situation like this. CAMVAP is spelled C-A-M-V-A-P dot C-A. All right, Al? Say that again, Dave. C- uh, Dave. Yeah, C-A-M-V-A-P. C-A-M-V-A-P. CAMVAP. Okay. It's Canadian automobile manufacturers. Blah, 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 blah. Arbitration. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you, if you go to the website, davescornergarage.com, you can get in touch with me through that, and then I'll send you the uh, coupon. Okay, great. Uh, all right, Al, take care. Good luck. Bye. Bye-bye. Rust on his tail. Yes. And it's from someone else. Yes. Okay. Especially on white-colored cars. Well, white-colored cars, obviously, they're going to see the rust they're on gonna white. They're going to see that schmutz all over the place. Rust on white. <laughs> all right, we're going to run. Uh, make sure that you get our phone numbers and call in. We're going to be talking with Dave McLean from The Auto Show when we come back and probably give away a couple of tickets to our callers. Woohoo! We'll be right I got back. a couple of tickets. Coming up in February is The Auto Show. It's the rite of uh, passage from out of the winter into the spring market. Actually, kicks in the spring market. It does. And, yeah, and with us is uh, Dave McLean, the general manager. Is that correct, David? No, no, Dave. You, you know, that's not. That would be giving me far too much credit. I'm oh, the director of marketing services for the auto show. I'm, I manage all of the soft side of the auto show, including <laughs> uh, building promotions and and uh, working with sponsors and, and working with manufacturers to develop those programs that are outside of their, their overall exhibits. But... You know, it's been a long run. It's been uh, 23 years for me, so and yeah. I'm excited about this year's event. I used to remember when you are selling water. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> We've done a little bit of everything at the auto show. <laughs> so, the, you know what? We were talking this morning about the Detroit Auto Show losing its 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 appeal because the fact that there's a show for the electronics in, in Las Vegas before it, and then there's the California Auto Show before it. But our show is different. It's actually a show for everybody. Yeah, you know, Dave, we do travel around the world. We look at different events and we try to you know, define what it is that we are owing to, you know, our stakeholders being the manufacturers and, of course, the dealers in, in Ontario. And, and our uh, big push, our big thrust, our big commitment is really to, to create what we call the total automotive experience. And, and that's creating, the, you know, or presenting the auto industry and all of its diversity. And, and every year it becomes a challenge because, as you know, I mean, the, the industry is changing and yep. it's never changed as quickly as as it is right now. So trying to keep on top of that is, is, a, is a chore unto itself, but it's an exciting one. And this way you get to shop for your car all under one roof. You don't have to drive from dealer to dealer to dealer. Yes. And uh, what I've noticed, too, is that the, uh, the people who work at the show are so much more informed now than they used to be in the old days. 
Well, the shopping experience is changing. I mean, the, the, the dealers know that, the manufacturers know that. But, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, the, the dealers understand how to connect differently with consumers these days. And, mm-hmm. and uh, we, can't, we can't base our success today on the model of yesterday. We've got to understand what it is consumers want. I mean, whether it's online uh, shopping or at least online information that prepares them to go to the dealership. I mean, they still purchase their cars at the dealership, and that's where the, the experience of the brand is still judged. So I think our... Our dealers in Ontario really have a handle on that and what the future holds in, in, in store for them. What I like was uh, the show actually started back in 74 as a dealer, you could buy a car here type show, a gigantic showroom. And and now they have product advisors. They don't really sell you a car. So you can walk in there and sort of browse without guilt. Yes, the, the show itself is still a licensed uh, venue. Uh, that is that you can retail cars, but... I think just about everybody that's involved in the event understands that it's about connecting with the consumer, understanding mm-hmm. consumer experience better, and figuring out how they can motivate motivate them or excite them about their, their particular brand. Well, and the show uh, is so diverse. I mean, it's not just looking at new cars. You have so many different other things there as well, right? Well, that, and that's what differentiates us. I mean, we sort of got off track there talking about a number of different things, but mm-hmm. what differentiates us from the rest of the shows, certainly in North America, is the content that we bring to the event. I mean, if you take a look at what we're doing this year, we have our primary pillars. We have a classics uh, presentation. We have an exotic presentation. We have a thea- what I call a theater presentation. And then, of course, we build out cer- certain special events as they might relate to motorsport or special interests that are happening in the, uh, in the market today. And this year, with the 70th anniversary of Porsche, mm-hmm. it's something that's going to be, I think it's going to excite just about every automotive enthusiast because Porsche is such an iconic brand. Everybody mm-hmm. knows what, what, what Porsche stands for. I mean, certainly it, it launched its brand like so many others in, in, the, in the racing circuits. But mm-hmm. today it's, it's, it's all about it's, its luxury. It's, uh, it, you know, I guess it spans from, from sheer luxury right through to almost exotic. They don't position themselves as an exotic brand. But certainly I don't think anybody would argue that uh, some of the top-end models are, are aspirational. Fantastic. When's the show on? Show's on from February 16th to 25th. We're open every day. We're going to be open from 10.30 a.m. until 10 p.m., of course, on opening day. We're slowing that down a little bit. We're going to open at noon on the 16th. Okay. And on the closing day on the 25th, we're going to shut it down at 6 p.m. We've got to get all those cars out of there. Okay, so that's good stuff. And we're going to give away a couple of tickets to send the callers for the second half of our show. So uh, we'll send you that list down to your will call desk. Why, why, why don't you give away four today, Dave? I'm, feeling, right. I'm feeling very generous. All, All right, right, good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David. Dave All McLean, right, he's, uh, he's working for the auto show. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. For so many years, you think you'd find a better job, eh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave, take care. We'll see you in a couple Thanks, weeks. Thanks, Jeff. Bye-bye. Thank you. You know, with that, we're going to see at the other shows the world's fastest car, which is a Konigsberg right now. But uh-huh. that changes again. A uh-huh. who? Konings Egg. Konings Egg. I didn't spell it right. Konings Egg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're coming back on the phone calls and giving away tickets for the auto show. And I've got a couple of stories to tell you anyways. We'll, we'll be, be right back. Right back. We're back. <laughs> exactly. And if you'd like, if you missed part of the show and you want to be able to uh, check out past shows, go to DaveCornerGarage.com and you can check the podcast there. Yeah, podcasts. Just click on the button. It'll take you to the podcast site. and You can download anything you want. So you go back a board? year. Huh? We go back a year. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I bought a new car. 
Yes. Right? And uh, I had 1,800 kilometers, and my kids were telling me they want to go to Florida. Mm-hmm. So I said, no problem. I don't want you going in your old car because you, know, you don't want to break down. they got infant kids and yep. stuff. So I said, take my car. No problem. You're such a nice dad. I know. They didn't get to Detroit before both of them barfed. Oh. <laughs> oh. In your he new said, car. He said they played. There's something over. about that new car smell. <laughs> I had to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so the old barfmobile made it down. <laughs> they cleaned it up twice. Apparently, they had a second incident. They come down there, and I'm going, whoa. What happened to my car? <laughs> so I go, Brian, what are you going to do? He says, you know what? We'll get it cleaned up, and then I'll drive home. I says, nah, nah, nah. Clean up when you get home. As well. <laughs> so they had it in the cleanup shop. It was detailed. It's not too bad. It smells a little musty. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. That's it for your new car smell. I got my new car smell back, and uh, I got 8,000 kilometers more on it. But now, now you can say, my new car does smell. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we're going to talk to Gary, who's in London. Who's, we had a caller earlier that was concerned about, you know, these, uh, the electronic fob that you actually punch into your thing for lower your insurance rates. Gary, you were thinking about getting one yourself? Hey, morning, guys. Welcome good morning. back, Dave. Hi, good morning. No, I'm not thinking about getting it. You know, um, 1984, right? They told us what was going to happen. Yeah, it does. And why can't Crown just lease the words, just do it from Nike? That'd be a good thing, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anyhow, I remember your show back in the summer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Somebody had called in about the problem, and uh, what was happening is this chip is in there 24-7, and it was slowly draining their battery. Ah. Okay, I didn't so know that. So that could be just a little piece of information that uh, you could pass around. You know, I'm very, you know, one of the things that I have to do is I have to keep a logbook of, of the usage of my car. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. It, the, you get actually a discount from your taxes. You, because it's a private car, you are using it for business so you can get money back from the government. It's like 57 cents a kilometer. So there's already that information of where I've been every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this insurance thing, it's not just your driving habits. It's where you've been every day. How much city driving do you do? How much country driving do you do? How mm-hmm. much are you a commuter? Do you not commute? And what it's verifying basically what you told them when you wrote the policy. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really happy about, you know, giving that information out. I would say to people, get get a digital dash cam. You know, anything bad happens yes. right there. Yeah. You know, and that way they're not looking at all your personal information and that. It was just, it'd be it'd be shame to have it and save, you know, 100 or 200 bucks on your insurance and then find out, oh, my battery's dead. Now it's going to cost you 500 yeah, All right, Gary, thanks for calling in. Thanks, guys. You're very, very welcome. Smart, very smart idea. All, all right. right, we're going to go to Ed in Scarborough. He's got a problem with his key fob, Ed. Yes, good morning. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Hey, how old pleasure. is your how old are your key fobs? Uh <laughs> it's a twenty sixteen Kia Sorento. Uh-huh. And uh, I had a problem there during that cold spell there. Uh, I look after some cars and I give seniors a ride home. So I stirred the car up and uh, uh so it warm up and I the, uh, the one woman got in and uh now the the second lady she, she tried to open the door and it was locked. She couldn't get in. So I said it's okay here. So I I used my key fob to unlock the door, but nothing happened. Well, what to so, do is, um, and now has it started working again? Uh, it seems to be working okay now. Okay. It during this cold spell, it seems It happened to, be, uh, to me. Oh, yeah? I used to have a key. I let, remember the car I lost in West Virginia in the, in the river? Yeah, yeah. That, the, the door handle's got this little black rubber thing on it that you push. Mm-hmm. It freezes. Okay. It absolutely froze solid. 
And I, we couldn't get in the car either. That was a real situation. As it warmed up, everything was normal again. Well, I think that's probably what the situation here is. I mean, if yeah. you, uh, initially I thought that the bat, you know, because key fobs have batteries in, and a lot of people aren't aware of that. Yeah. And they but, do drain, they do go bad, and you can change them. You can just buy them at the dollar store. Um, so that's not difficult. But if it's working now, I'm going to guess that the lock was just frozen. Yeah. yeah no, but, yeah, but my, uh, I have the two key fobs uh-huh. for my wife. Both of them went open the door. No, well, so right, because the, the door itself was frozen. Yeah. yeah. It, it oh. wasn't the fob's fault. Okay. Besides, yeah. if you, you have a manual button on the, on the, on the do- armrest, correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you flick that up, did the doors unlock? Yeah, that's what she had to do. She had to open it with, yep. that, with that, and then uh, we were able to get in the car. All right, well, again, I guess it was probably just the cold, but if it happens again, you may no, want to have the I was at the auto out. show, and I met the designer, Peter Schreier, and I said to him, you know what, in Canada, that... Frickin' door doesn't open. It's frozen solid. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me like I was stupid. I says, where do you get in the parking lot, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that, that's what it is. That little black plastic button freezes up and it doesn't make contact. All right, Ed? Okay, thank you very much. Okay, you're very, you're very, welcome. very welcome. By the way, just quickly, uh, at the Detroit Auto Show, the mm-hmm. Chinese have announced that GAC Motor is going to plan to bring cars directly from China to the United States by 2020. Now, will their, all their content be 100% Chinese? Well, here's the problem. Uh, American cars, when they go to China, have a 25% duty. Mm-hmm. China imports at 5%. So the, the Donald said, no way. So we're going to find out there's going to be a big fight about that, about Chinese cars coming into Canada. By the way, they're already here, but they're called the Buicks. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, if you buy one of your domestic cars, so some of them are it Chinese. has a great percentage of parts that come from... Sometimes uh, the whole car. Well, I think it's the Encore. All right, we got the little one, the Encore, the little one from from Christ from uh, GM. <laughs> we'll look at Chevy Trax, <laughs> the, the Buick, whatever. It we is. can't keep guessing. They're all uh, no Chevy Trax is the same car. Okay, gotta run. We'll be right back. My commercial. <laughs> Alrighty, we're back and. Uh, we have two callers left, and more likely we're going to offer them the tickets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All, right. All right. We got Rick in Newmarket. Rick, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Excellent. How right. would you like a set of tickets for the car show? Oh, geez, I'd love them. Thank you. They're yours. Excellent. All righty. You uh, got a question? Gonna... Yeah. I do have a question. Uh, I'm, I'm retired, mid-60s, have found Florida, and uh, as, as Dave has, and we certainly enjoy driving down there for my entire life. I never spent more than $5,000 for a car. Okay. I've gotten into the habit now over the last uh, six, seven years of buying new cars uh, or vehicles, uh, typically pickup trucks. At what point do you feel the value of the vehicle or when would be a good time to trade? Two, three, four years, what? Or, or the, does the kilometers have any uh, bearing on that? Okay. 100K seems to be that threshold. Because you're buying trucks, yeah. you're going to find that you're going to get serious money for that truck. Okay. Uh, there's a big market in the U.S. specifically because they lost over 2 million vehicles to floods and hurricanes like this last year. So, one, I would not let the thing get older than three years. Two, I would not let the mileage be over 50,000 kilometers. 50, really? Yeah, 50 to 60,000 kilometers. Well, and, it looks like I'll be shopping for a new truck then. Yeah, because what happens is the dealer will give you serious money for it because that's what he's going to do. He's going to take it to the auto auction, and the Americans are buying them at 30% discount because our dollar is uh, you know, right. in the ditch. So right. the reality – actually, it wasn't that bad this morning. It was 88 cents. 80 cents. I didn't but, check because uh, I ain't going. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll certainly take advantage of the tickets and uh, yeah. make my choice. It'll be an F one hundred and fifty. Yes, good deal. Hopefully. And what did you? What are you trading in? 
I've got a 2014 uh, F-150 Club Cab. Great car. With the six-foot-six box. Was that 78K on it. Was that the first aluminum yeah. one? Yeah, no. So. no, no, okay. So came out in fifteen. Ah, okay. Well, you're gonna get serious though for that truck. You're really? gonna be amazed. I thank you very much. Okay, oh, you're welcome, Rick. Take care. Thank you. Besides right. the fact, when he goes to the car show, he can see everything that's there. Yeah, exactly right. All right, <laughs> we're going to Leonard in Scarborough, who's got a Ford Edge. Leonard, what can we do for you? Hi, good morning, Dave. I've been looking, um, listening to your show uh, uh, quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a fast question for you. Um, I have a a 2011 uh, Ford Edge. Right. And uh, the car is functioning fine, except the Bluetooth um, is all uh, dark. Okay. Um, wh- uh, what kind of phone me, do you have? Uh, sorry, Dave, but they told me that I need a, uh, a module. A module? Uh, a, a pin module that controls the, uh, the Bluetooth, uh, the, you know, the... It went dark in the front. You're talking, okay. So you're talking that the phone uh, is not actually connecting with the car. Oh, right. The phone and um, uh, also my audio uh, is gone as well. Oh, so your whole display is gone. Is that it? Uh, yes. Okay. Except the bottom part is okay. I can, I can, I still can have heat and all that stuff. Right. Well, I'd suggested earlier to someone, you know, you can check the auto records. Oh, Okay. Um, but you know what? Don't I, was... I have to have a special number for that. Uh... Now, hang on. Uh, you you live in Scarborough. Send them to Ellie. Um, I was going to send him up to see Mark. Okay, we're going you know, to give you somebody to check. If you this want later. a second opinion, go see Mark. He's up at East Court Ford. Okay, okay. He, which is uh, I think Kennedy Road and Shepherd yeah, yeah, area. I know, I, I know, I know that. Uh, yeah, see Mark. He's the so service Mark manager. can ask for his advice. You know, in terms of you know what it's going to cost. It, that, in fact, do you need to replace it? And uh, and ask it. You may want to ask him too. Say, listen, uh, how about is is an option getting a used one? Um, because if he tells you yes, then just make a phone call and then could pick one up. See, too. sometimes it's not uh, what you have on the dashboard is not the radio. It's somewhere else, and what's on a dashboard is the screen. So there's two different parts to these things. Uh, I all right. Think. So it may not be that the screen is what's the problem. It may be that the uh, the unit under the dash is the problem. Yeah, but I think uh, someone did mention that that it might be behind the dash there that uh, yes. the module that controls that. Is, yes, and it's pretty expensive. Well, one. Mark would know if it was available under warranty or recall, right? And second, okay. he can definitely tell you what it is, and then you can start shopping it. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks very much for, for giving me those pointers. Yeah. You're very welcome. Hopefully, we can save you some money and, and get it fixed. We have another guy named Ali who is a private electrical guy. It's called Start Auto Electric. And uh, if you want to look that up, it's it's Start Auto Electric. He's on Dundas Street. Okay. Well, what, is, what is it called? Start? Start. Yes, like you're starting your car. Start okay. Auto Electric. Okay. And he's at 401 Dundas. Oh, you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> he's an absolute well, genius. The 401. You know, I, I'm gonna forget a number like that. <laughs> and give him a. Sh- you can also give him a shout. There's there's two options for you. Okay. Thanks very much. You're welcome. I'll, 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 I'll try your advice. I'll, I'll go that uh, direction on your advice. Great. And, uh, and keep plugging keep in the show. It's just fantastic. Thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate it. you thank calling you. in. Yeah, it's good right, stuff. Bye-bye. Uh, I guess that's going to wrap it up. I want to thank uh, Dave McLean and uh, Carrie Schmidt for joining us. I want to thank uh, Sebastian 
doing a fine job behind the board. Yep. I want to thank you. Uh, and I want to thank you. For- Thanks for coming back. Hey, we have a great uh, website, by the way, davescornergarage.com. Uh, we owe the public a three prizes. Apparently, you guys didn't give it away. So next week, when I since I've been back, uh, we'll select the winners of the floor mats and the rust proofing and all that stuff, and we'll have that for you next week. I apologize for not... Uh, Giving that stuff away. And I don't want to wish Steve's wife a quick recovery. Our yes. studio audience, his wife, was under the weather. Yeah, so she's all going to be all okay. All righty. So that's about it. Keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down. We do have some tickets to give away again next week for the auto show. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. everybody. Who cares about the clouds and where to get her? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather at the This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.